Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Well, hi, Kyla. Hello there, David. <laughs> it's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Are, are you not going to sing as Jen I does? I can't sing like that. No, I cannot do that. Sorry. Not a lot of people can sing like Jen. Celine Dion listens to Jen and she's like, I wish I had those pipes. Um, Jen should have had the residency in Vegas. Really. Probably should have. Probably should. She, she should be working at the Spear at the Spear right now and not on a cruise, which is where she is, by the way. If you're missing Jen, she is on a cruise. She is, of course, she's the owner of Upon a Star Travel and Concierge. And because of that, she gets invited and gets to do a lot of things, uh, which is why she travels a lot. This year, especially, I think she's mentioned this year, she's traveled more this year than a lot of times. But that's because we're so successful. Upon a Star Travel is so good that we keep getting invites to stuff, and it's great. So, but joining me on the show is our what I almost call now our like our third co-host. We just kind of bring her in here and there as we need to. And of course, it's Kyla, 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 uh, Kyla Melberg uh, from Upon Star Travel. How are you, Kyla? I'm great. I'm great. I'm very festive today. I see that. I see that. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the the. No, are those the gingerbread ears that belong to your daughter that you? Yes. That you yes, I steal them. and had to replace. Outfits. Yeah, you lost them last year and had to replace them. Yes. Yeah. I was like on eBay, like. Feverishly during a Christmas party, like, oh my God, I just lost her ears. I have to get new ones. <laughs> now, Kyle and I, of course, have, I mean, she's been on the show several times, but to set it up, we've been friends for a long time. I, we became friends as soon as I joined the agency. We just clicked, and and now she's on the podcast, and I keep roping her in. And earlier, I was like, can you imagine six months ago, you'd be a YouTube and a podcast fixture now? And she's like, uh, no, but here she is. So, yes. So, how did you Disney this week? All right. So, I was thinking about that. And this is not exciting at all. I did the laundry from my Disney trip. So I find like I'm so slow to do laundry after a trip. So I'm finally just doing the laundry from my Disney trip. It's not exciting. I booked some Disney, but really it's just getting the laundry in order. It's very boring. And see, I'm opposite. Whenever I get home, I throw those suitcases in the bed, open up, and I pull everything out immediately. I throw everything in the baskets. Like I want to unpack those suitcases as soon as possible because I, I I wash everything. I don't care if it's clean or dirty. If it's in the suitcase and comes back, yep. it's dirty. Everything gets washed. Uh, Stephanie will have articles of clothing she'll put in certain pockets or like outside pockets of the oh, suitcase. Don't wash these. Don't wash those. Okay, these are these are fine. Are you sure they've been in the suitcase? <laughs> No, I, I will unpack the morning after I get home, but the laundry does not get done forever because laundry is just the bane of my existence. And I hate well, it. this time, especially because I had to air the suitcase out because I had clothes that were soaked and had to be dried off, uh, spread out all over the Animal Kingdom lodge room that I was in. Just socks hanging on the chair. There were shorts hanging on the couch. Because and we'll, we'll get to that. The monsoon cruise, as I'm calling it, but we will get to that. We're going to talk about some of the experiences that we, the two of us and, and others in our Upon a Star Travel group, got to experience over the last few weeks. Not because we want to brag about how cool we are getting to do stuff, but because we like telling you guys about experiences. But first, not a lot of news going on, but I do want to mention, of course, December 5th, which is next week, a couple of days after, which Walt's birthday is Friday, I believe, his 122nd birthday. 20, 22nd birthday, if my math is correct, born in 1901, 
123. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> 122nd birthday. Um, and so a couple of days after that, on December 5th, Epcot is opening up the Dreamers statue. It is a gold statue of Walt uh, there at Epcot. It's going to be in the World Neighborhood Garden, World Garden Neighborhood. I don't know the neighborhoods yet. I don't. It's still Future World and World Showcase to me. But when the walls that. come down, I think we are all going to have a much better idea mm -hmm. of where these neighborhoods are. Well, that and the walls are being pushed <laughs> back, by the way. Like they were opening, I saw the other day that they actually, some of the walls have been pushed back a little bit. There's some walls, you know how they all take them down and put up the shrubbery, the, the, yeah. the, <laughs> or the basket, like they roll the bushes in front, the bush wall. They'll, they have some bushes. of those set up now. <laughs> exactly. They have some of those set up now. So you can kind of see behind there or whatever, but the statue is opening up on the 5th. I cannot wait to see this. I'm happy I'll see it in February when we all go because I imagine there will be a mad mob of people trying to get the statue, trying to get pictures of the statue. I mean, it's a statue. It's going to be great, but it is just a statue. It's not like, you know, it's a ride or anything. Everybody's going to be there for the selfies. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'll get it in February, which I'm sure the line will be there too. The photo pass photographers will be out. I don't know if you can, like with the statues in Magic Kingdom with Roy and Minnie, you can actually walk up and sit on the bench with whatever. I don't know that this is going to be like this. If you can walk up to it or if it's going to be a rope in front of it, I have I have no idea. I don't know. But it looks pretty cool. Um, on the opposite coast, however, completely different manner, we had a naked guy in Small World. Um, this is one of those. The, okay, so I don't know if these, these things have been happening forever. With the advent of social media, especially in the last couple of years, we're able to now see all the things that are happening. We got people getting out of boats for cucumbers. We got people drinking out of fountains. We got people fall like diving into the Epcot waters on a dare. And now we have somebody at Small World uh, climbing out of the boat and disrobing until he's completely in his birthday suit as he walks outside of the building. Now, there are obviously jokes to be made. However, if you watch the video, there is a glaze over this guy's face. I don't know if there's some sort of mental issue going on, some sort of addiction, whatever. This was not well. This guy was not well at all. Oh, it was bad. I, I honestly think aside from, you know, something happening because of this glaze, like mm -hmm. he was on the biggest trip of his life. And I'm yeah. not talking small world boat ride. Like yeah. I think he had quite a bit of maybe shrooms or something mm -hmm. and then went on this ride. And I'm sure like if you're tripping, I never have pretty sure you probably have it like right small world has got to be this crazy experience it's a little sensory overload <laughs> so i can only imagine if you're tripping like you're like oh man i want to like get in this like mm -hmm. with like you, you know like the the british soldiers and i want to go like climb through the jungle and that's exactly what this guy was doing <laughs> Well, honestly, though, if I'm going to climb out of a vehicle, I'm gonna it's going to be Spaceship Earth because I want to walk on that sand or I want to get up close, up close to some of the quote unquote fire or whatever or the Roman Empire, you know, or or Man, we have like, never talked about this. Like what ride would we actually get out of the boat for? <laughs> or Pirates of the Caribbean. You can walk up the steps and stuff and everything. It's just it's I've always wanted, to, but I would never do it Um, like even like even on Spaceship Earth. I always want to reach over and touch the sand. I don't, even, I don't even know if that's real sand or if it's just like plastic molded to sand. I don't know. Wait, like one that? of the, the early scenes where you're getting to the Roman Empire and there's like the, oh. the three of the council sitting there together and all that. And I mean, I would never do it. Or take a selfie with the uh, with with the uh, the scientist lady with the big afro and everything. Take a selfie with her by the Her desk and... bright yellow tights. I've seen people at Halloween parties dress up like her at the at uh, Mickey's uh, Not So Scary Halloween Party. It's a fantastic costume. It's amazing. That I could not pull that off, but it's cool. So not no, sure I... you could pull it off, but it looks cool. You'd have a tough time pulling that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I would. I'll, I'll completely make fun of the cucumber lady, and I'll completely make fun of the guy who jumped off the bridge. 
purposely into the water at Epcot because those people are idiots. This guy, yeah. I just, I hope he gets some help. I really do. I have a feeling he'll never come back to Disney because it's called trespassing. And he was arrested, obviously, for, for lewdness or whatever. But it's strange sad. story. The video yeah. is really hard yeah. to watch, too. Yeah, the video is hard to watch because you hear in the background the cast members are yelling, and please sit down, sir. Please sit down, please, whatever. And it's like, and he just keeps like climbing over yeah. everything. I'm like, oh my God, you're going to knock off the dolls. Like, yeah, Mary this is, this is uncomfortable. It really is uncomfortable. Final thought here I saw the movie Wish last night. Disney's Wish, not the Wish, which is, of course, the ship, but Disney's Wish, which, and I don't like the fact that we've got these, these names going on here because uh, I'm afraid that. You know, there's gonna be so much confusion. Yeah, I saw the wish, the ship or the movie. I don't know. And so I'll give a quick review of this movie. Now, let me first of all say, and, and this is gonna sound horrible when I said it up like this, but I liked this movie. So everything I say in the next 60 seconds is gonna sound like, wow, he didn't like this movie. I did like this movie. So let me go ahead and say that up front. I'll I'll talk about the bad first. There's some good, and I'll talk about the bad. The bad is I think this movie is very average. Um, I found it sort of boring to begin with. Uh the songs that for me also were very unmemorable. I walked out of Frozen. I was singing Let It Go for days. I walked out of Moana. I'm like, what can you say but you're welcome? You know, and Kanto, I'm, that Family Magical song is still one of my favorite song, Disney songs. I love that song. I, it's just, they're so peppy and so great. Every song sounded the same. And I remember I messaged you and a couple of other people last night during the movie. I'm the only one in the theater, by the way, so I'm not bothering anybody. During the movie, as a song was completing, the third song of the movie was finished. And I'm like, I literally don't know the song I just heard. I could not sing you a bar of the song I just heard because I don't, I'm like, it's like, I immediately forgot it. There's nothing memorable about the songs. The way it's set up is, is Asha is a princess. Well, she's not a princess. She is a, a, a village, a village team. And she lives on this little Island where King Magnifico kind of rules the Island. And so far he's a, a wonderful King. What he does is he collects wishes from people. And when you give your wish to King Magnifico, his magic will take that wish and put it into a physical orb. And he holds them in this big room. And once or twice a year, he will have a ceremony. He will grant those wishes. Once you give your wish, you forget your wish. You don't know what you even wished for. So he holds them secret, holds them safe. And there's nothing in the trailer. I mean, there's nothing I'm going to tell you that's not the trailer. But Asha finds out that he is sort of nefarious with these wishes and not doing good things with these wishes. And so she, it's her job to figure out how to get these wishes back to the people. It's a decent concept. It's a little kind of a strange concept. Um so switching to the good, it is part CGI and part hand-drawn animation. And at first, I was like, this animation is not very sharp. But I also realized I'm so used to computer animation that's so like, not just Pixar, but like really sharp animation that this was somewhat of a, this is kind of a throwback. Okay, it's not, you know, it's it's almost like Rapunzel and um, Princess and the Frog where it's got some of that mixture of hand-drawn. So the animation was okay. The voice was was fine. Chris Pine does Magnifico. Uh, Oscar winner Ariana DeBose does, uh, does Asha. Um, Alan Tudyk. It's fantastic. Uh, do you oh, know who yeah. Alan Tudyk is? I do know who he is. Okay. Yes. He's in, he, why he's not yeah. a Disney legend by now, I don't know. But he does he does Disney voice work all over the place. He, he does several voices in this. Um, the star, I think, is the one that they're really pushing to be like the breakout quote unquote star, the little little yellow orb running around. Yeah. So I mean, she it's makes all a wish right now. Exactly. Like she makes Asha makes a wish to the heavens about Magnifico. And the star comes down to assist her in her quest. And so he's a cute little guy zipping around. I, Valentino is the goat. That's Alan Tudyk. I kind of liked him better. I thought oh. he was fun. You know, it is nice, however, to see a classic villain. We haven't had a classic villain in a long time. Like one really bad guy that that we might see in the park. I mean, actually, like as part of the villain villain lineup, um, Chris Pine does does fine. He 
his voice is not that great. I was getting shades of Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia when he was singing. I was like, okay, you're 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 muddling through this. You're you're making it happen somewhat. You're getting there. You're getting there. I'll give you kudos I for that. I didn't know he could sing either. I'm not sure that he can. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the bottom line is. The kids are going to love this movie. I think your girls will love this movie. Um, the movie was, it was fine. There's nothing to me remarkable about this movie. There's nothing I'm walking out going, that movie was amazing. It was groundbreaking. This is going to be a classic. This is to me, it's just, it's just okay. Um, I'm not necessarily, I don't know that I'm worried, but I'm a little cautiously optimistic or maybe sort of a little concerned about Disney animation right now. And 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 I we've talked about this before and I know this is probably gonna your your eyes are gonna glaze over when I say this, but I'm a movie nerd. Um there are eras of Disney animation. Some eras have been amazing. The golden the golden era was the Snow White and the Pinocchio the, like the, yeah. the beginning, the very beginning. The Renaissance of course that's your mermaid, your beauty and the beast, Aladdin. That's the, the comeback Classic. after after Classic. the after the after the downturn of the 80s when they almost lost the animation department. Um that lasted all the way through 99. We had kind of what's called the post Renaissance where you had your brother bear and your home on the range and your Atlantis and movies that maybe now you watch okay well these are fine but back then not so good. Then we had what I consider probably one of the greatest runs ever in disney and that's the uh the revival era and that's your tangled princess and the frog big hero six, big hero six uh frozen wreck it ralph moana all the way through about a couple of years ago i think raya and the last dragon is kind of straddling that line between that era and whatever era we're in now i've heard it called the streaming era which is this is what a lot of movies are streaming now whatever um exactly so i think it is a i think it's a downturn um, Strange World was terrible. Was awful. Oh, the girls uh, I, like that at yeah. all? They thought it was weird. But yeah. like Raya, they were they were bored by it. I thought, Luca, I, Soul, they were like, eh, it was okay. well. Those are and those are Pixar, so those don't really count in terms of this in terms of Disney animation. I mean, I'm just saying that's a completely different set. Uh, that's a Pixar film. Um, which by the way, Elemental is is wonderful. If people have not seen Elemental, they really should. Have you have you guys watched Elemental? Yet on, pick, on uh, I have not, not like we know this. I am not a huge movie person. That's true. I don't true. know. I don't think the girls have watched it yet. They're more mm -hmm. into like live action these days. Right. Um, it's good. I think it's really good. I think it's a it's a hidden gem, and I think it's over time. I think that it will build into something better, whatever. But anyway, uh, to go wrap up the discussion on Wish, uh, I do believe that we are in an era where is somewhat of a downturn for animation. Um, which means hopefully in a couple of years, if not sooner, then we will have that amazing run of films again like we've had before uh and the last thing i'll say is that disney has come out and some of the officials of disney have gotten said that they're not sure that people like original stories that's why they're doing inside out 2 toy story 5 frozen 3 and frozen 4 has been announced by the way they're doing two seek two more sequels and i don't that's think that's accurate i think people want good stories I think people want Moana was a good story. Frozen was a good story. The original oh, oh, uh, Wreck-It Ralph was a great story. Um, you know, I, and I think that I love what Encanto. Encanto. Encanto is a great example of that. It's a great story. Uh, and I don't know if there was original like fairy tale source material on some of these, but these are stories that, that people had never seen before and they loved. So I don't think it's necessarily people don't want, uh, you know, don't want original stories. They want sequels. I think people want good stories. I'm not sure Wish is a great story. I think it's just okay. So there's my review on Wish. Uh, it's harmless. It's fine. If anybody out there, I'm not going to dive into this too much, but if anybody out there is like, well, I don't trust Disney because they're trying to message my, this is not a message movie. It's just a fairy, <laughs> it's a fairy tale. Do not overthink it. Take your kids to it. If they like it, great. If they don't, great. But don't give me the whole like, I don't, da, 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 whatever. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't I do think it's a weird concept from how you describe it and from what I've seen in. It's odd. 
previous, yeah. but I do love that song. Like the the main song, like the you know that I can't even begin to the, the Ashes song, the, the, Mag- the Magnifico song, where he's like, "Why didn't I? Why, thank you, no, thank me for this or whatever." Song. Like she just sang it. Oh of, yeah, you know, like I remember the song in my head from last night, but I don't remember any of the words. I like I can't. It's yeah, it I do like that one because I think that's a powerful song. But that's mm-hmm. unfortunate if like the rest of the music can't back it up because. Right. You right. know, it's like an all-encompassing thing. Like, the story needs to be good, the characters, the music. Yeah. And if it's just, like, one song, like, it's yeah. great, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> when it comes on streaming in a couple of months, definitely check it out and uh, yeah. let me know. The what girls, so, I'm sure the girls will watch it because, you know, it's all over the place right now, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Let's turn now to our our trip. And of course, myself and Kyla, 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 and several other people from Upon a Star, not even an official agency. It's because we like each other so much. We decided to all come together. And Kyla and our, our good friend, Agent Alexa, the, the Down Easter Alexa, decided, hey, let's plan a weekend in November. We'll invite some of the team. If y'all want to come, great. If not, that's okay, too. And everybody was like, we'll come. Okay. And of course, you got to plan not for five or six people, but for you know 20. Good luck. And so- It was- um, was quite the endeavor when we realized 19 agents had signed up. <laughs> but it was a blast and kudos to you guys for handling that because you had 19 different people with 19 somewhat different agendas. A lot of agendas aligned, but sometimes they didn't. And it was like handling who wants to do what versus I'd like to plan this dinner for everybody versus, you know what? Y'all just figure it out. You're, you're grown adults. We can do our own thing. I mean, just it's it's so kudos to you for that. Um, we this were traveling. Not a fam. No, it was not. It was not an official trip, but it was a fun trip. And in this trip, one of the things was to do things a lot of agents, a lot of us haven't done before. Now, um, three in particular were the fireworks crews for Epcot, the Wild Africa Trek, and of course, the brand new Jollywood Nights. Now, let me just say this to the people out there listening. These are all things that anybody can do. This is not special invitation by agents. We paid full rates for everything. Well, we had annual pass discounts so that did help because we were annual pass holders, but it wasn't like we got invited to certain, like this is official. We, we are going as Disney guests. There's nothing official about what we're doing with any of these events. And it, some of these, they kind of added up over time. Uh, there were three events I had to pay out of pocket for, but I was able to do it over the course of several months because Jollywood came open on June 29th, I believe. Like- months ago yeah yeah and then great. the trick and then the uh the cruise all came open like uh you know, two months ago so i was able so for people out there going my gosh he's blowing money like crazy no i spent it over time <laughs> it was a little bit of time um we all we were all most of us were staying at animal kingdom lodge uh we all got to you know savannah rooms and various rooms whatever i was uh, with a couple of people were in a in a one-bedroom suite which was really nice um so the first thing we did and we'll talk about the three big events first and then we'll kind of go and pick some of the other small stuff the first thing we did, of course, was the Epcot cruise. Kyla, what was the Epcot cruise supposed to be? Not so, is, but supposed. What were we thinking we were going to do heading into the trip? This description says you start out on your pontoon boat, so it's a private pontoon boat up to ten people, which I believe we had nine people plus the mm-hmm. captain. You have right. your captain. You have a basket of snacks. You have all kinds of mixers. I mean, non-alcoholic drinks, and you can bring on anything you want and then go for a, a little ride around the lagoon over to like Hollywood, the resorts, and then you're going to come back and park right under the bridge from UK to France to watch the Epcot fireworks. It was mm-hmm. going to be a beautiful cruise. We're going to be able to watch the fireworks, and it's going to be fantastic. That was however, the description. <laughs> however, comma, 
So I went down to Universal a couple of days beforehand, and I've talked about Universal ad nauseum, so I'm not going to dive into that much. But I went down there for, to stay on. I've never stayed on property at Universal. Well, I've never stayed at Cabana Bay. I've been on property before, but never at Cabana Bay. And it's one that I sell a lot of because of the, the rooms and the suites and stuff. It's and cute. so, you know, so it's cute. It's, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Cabana Bay. I would recommend it to people, but I stayed there. I had a, a Universal ticket. I'm like, I'm going to go for a couple of days, do the rides, do the stuff. It's just me, hit single rider lines, go crazy on it, whatever. And it started raining the evening I got there. I literally did not see the sun for about five days. And that's not an exaggeration. It did not, the sunshine did not come out again until Friday evening, maybe Saturday morning. Like it was rainy and cloudy the entire time, which I have so many pictures from that week that how great skies behind them. I'm trying to filter and adjust to try to make the sky a little bit lighter because I'm like, it looks so gloomy. So leading into the cruise, this was the Thursday. Um, we're all we all go out to eat to Ale and Compass, which we'll get to dining in a little bit. But you know, we're looking at the time, we're looking at the weather, and you know, we've all we've all paid for this, and they're not going to cancel it. Disney will not cancel on giving your money back until it's lightning. If it's lightning, I think they probably thunder will have because that's what thunder lightning because that's when it's dangerous. But until then, they're like, eh, suck it up. And so Disney did not want to get money back, which you did not want to get the money back either, because then you, Kyla, as somebody who collected it from everybody, would be responsible for passing out money back to everybody, which would be a nightmare for you. Um. And so we're watching the weather and it's raining and it's raining. And I'm like, part of me is like, well, if I just bail, I almost want to eat the 50 bucks and not, not do it because it's raining, but I'm like, let's just do it. So we all gathered raincoats and it's pouring down rain and we're all under a little, little canopy there at the little lighthouse getting on the boat. The boat held what, nine or 10 people. There were four or five seats up in the front in the open, open rain. There were four or five seats in a, under a canopy, which was somewhat, dry you were under the canopy at first um somewhat dry but not really and of course i was in the front just, just rain and so we're on this cruise and it's I raining mean, ponchos do nothing yeah like, ponchos. We know the disney ponchos they they really do nothing yeah and now. let me just say they and i don't remember the, our, our our pilot's name i don't remember the, the, the guy's name norman, norman that's what it was norman <laughs> norman was as nice as he could be in the positions he didn't want to be there either i could tell he didn't want to be there either he wasn't grumpy he wasn't mean but he was like driving this boat and it's pouring down rain and of course it's always funny because we go so much and we all know so much about everything at disney it's kind of fun to hear them talk to us like we don't know any look over to your left there's a swan and dolphin originally that was built in the 80s now it's owned by marriott look over to your right there's the boardwalk and you're and we're just like huddled under ponchos they he has some towels and he's passed out towels. I actually have a towel under my poncho with my hands in case I have to grab my phone. My phone is wrapped in the towel, too, because I don't want it to get wet. And, like, I'm kind of trying, trying to keep my hands dry. But I've got a hood on. I've got – I'm just crouched down. Um, we're just, Jen uh, and her husband, Brady, are, are in front of me. They're on a little bench. Next to me is our, our friend, Agent Bridget. She's next. And just we're all, like, cocooned in our ponchos in just the pouring rain. And it's fun because, you know, a lot of the girls had snowman sippers. Take that for what you will. Um, you know, Thank with beverages. Thank you, party. Thank <laughs> you. With beverages and little Bridget over there next to me, you could just see the 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 snowman sipper rise. The straw would disappear into her hood and then come back down again slowly as she took a drink. And we're just, it's just wet. Like if you're in a, and I think I've said this before, if you're in a parking lot or something, you're trying to run to your car, eventually you can get to a shade and get to a shelter where you're out of the rain. On a boat, there's nowhere yeah. to go. You're just wet no shelter <laughs> no shelter from the storm <laughs> no shelter for the storm and it was just 
I don't want to say it was miserable because of the company that we kept. I mean, it was some great people. We were making jokes, having a good time, laughing at the misery that each of us were experiencing at the time. Um, poor Cliffy sat down uh, in a puddle of water when he changed seats because we tried to switch around some. He sat down. Basically, there was a puddle of water in the seat, sat right down. He's like, yep, there's the water. And just, you know, the, the boats went under the bridge. As you said, we got some relief. We were able to pull the ponchos off or the hoods off. And they had a, he has a cooler out there full of like Cokes and waters and stuff and just tons of snacks. He's like, y'all get whatever you want, take them with you, whatever. Um, so we're munching on snacks and we're all able to kind of breathe a little bit, watching the fireworks. And he attached us to another boat that was next to us. And Epcot Forever, I've never seen it. I got my chance to see it was now because on December 5th, it's it. harmonious. That was it. You know, so we got to see it. And then we went back in the rain. <laughs> I mean, just, it's, Hope you enjoyed it. That's your one only time you see Epcot Forever. <laughs> like, I don't know. I cannot remember a time when I was that wet. It was just, it was, it was I mean, insane. like Alexa and I went back to the room. Like, so we all went back to our rooms after that. Alexa and I go back to the room. We were literally, like, I can't stress this enough, peeling the pants off. Yes. Like, literally peeling them off and wringing out our sweatshirts. I was wringing out sweatshirts with Meredith in front of the lobby because we were just, like, literally just soaked. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was crazy. But then, you know, that's the night we went all went to Victoria Falls Lounge, right? And, like, mm -hmm. we right. were able to, like, warm up a little bit and reconnect and be warm and dry clothes and whatever but that was just an insane experience that i'd love it to was, do again when yes. yes i would love a do over on this because it was just it was just wet and it is one of those reminders to the people out there when you have experiences like this i mean we made memories we made core memories wet core memories yes. that's what i <laughs> like was yelling if you, if you imagine you inside out with that ball of a core memory just imagine water dripping off of it that's it right um it was i don't know that i would do it again in the rain I think if it rains next time, we should discuss. Okay, what do we do here? Do we just bail? What do we? Do? But I was I was also peeling so I was peeling my socks off, and I was draping them all over the 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 room I was sleeping in. Um, Eric, who also was was one of my roommates at Animal Kingdom, his bed he had the bedroom, and he had clothes draped all over the bedroom, just hanging up everywhere because everything was so wet. It was just ridiculous. So and it rained in Epcot all day too. So we were in that, and just it was that was that was know. a long day i mean it was yes. a great day it was mm -hmm. a long day in the rain i mean we went where do we go we were um in connections for a little bit with nikki we were in la cava and mexico for a little bit right. just like feel like to get out of the rain for, yeah. for extended periods of time yes so you can't have fun in the rain but just know that you know when it rains there's nothing you can do i mean you just you can't control the weather. It is what it is. You have to prepare for it so so there is the there is that so a couple of days later we got to go on the wild africa now the Wild Africa Trek is a uh, it's an event. It's a it's a small group of people. You have up to ten people, which sometimes they will allow eleven, uh, which they did with our group because we had nine of us and they stuck a couple on the end of us, Weston and jo West and Josie. Which, by the way, uh, remember the to them. I don't know if they were in the honeymoon or engaged or whatever. They were a couple, obviously, but that's all I know. Um, so much love to them. Uh, there were nine of us there, and they had a group one but later on. They had three people, and they gave six people to them. Uh, so they kind of mixed their groups up, you know, so that trio had six people with them. So we went early in the morning and Wild Aqua Trek is one that takes you behind the scenes somewhat like you, you basically you're in a vehicle, you get off, you walk through a gate into the woods. There's a hiking trail back there. It's not really hiking, hiking. I mean, it's through the woods, it's roots and rocks and stuff. So be careful, but you get to see the hippos. Sometimes you get to feed the hippos, uh, which the hippos mm -hmm. were not getting up for us. I found yeah. out later on they did for the other group, but not for us. Uh, you and get to cross a. Not want to wake up. 
No, they didn't. I mean, she was like beating the little drum there and trying to wake up and everything. <laughs> um, you get to cross a rickety bridge over some alligators, which is nice. There's, it seems scary, but there's none of this that is scary. You are harnessed in your belay. Everything is fine. So it don't, don't go, don't think, oh my gosh, they were above. There was, it's there was no danger whatsoever. Yeah, like fully we geared like, up. Geared up, like connected multiple yep. times. Like that was a, a crazy little vest that we had on with like all the hooks and pulleys and right. everything. Right. And so we walk through that and then you kind of, you kind of go through the woods again and everything. They tell some stories, they talk about the animals and stuff. And then you have a great little, little brunch on the savannah. So if you're ever in Kilimanjaro Safari and you're weeding through the, the, the savannah there, you look over at the building. We see a bunch of people look like they're eating. They are eating. That's the people from the Wild Africa Trek. Um, yes. Kylo, <laughs> your thoughts on the Wild Africa Trek. Number one, why did you want to do this? And number two, what did you think about the trek itself? I have wanted to do it for years. Kids cannot do it unless they're eight and older. So I have a couple of years to go on my little one. So I just thought, and Alexa thought the same thing. Like, let's offer to the, this to the group because it's a crazy fun experience that's just going to enhance our clients' vacations, basically. And like, lo and behold, I've, you know, not that I've sold, but I, I've looked two clients for it because I was just like, this is like an amazing experience to go by behind the scenes. Like I love, I love animals, not so much like animal kingdom. We know is not like one of my favorite parks, but I do love animals and I always appreciate the safari. So being, you know, that close to the animals, like geared in walking the bridge over the crocodiles, then we had this private safari where the 10 of us were in the van just by ourselves, which was awesome because we could go kind of like off-roading on the safari that regular Disney guests are on. Right. Um, so we got like that much closer to the animals and the giraffes when, when the caretaker was like feeding them and they're like literally just like walking right by our faces. So that was, that was great. I mean, and the lunch was delicious. Like I could have sat there all afternoon eating like hummus and little chicken wraps and, the charcuterie that they gave us. Like it was so good. Like I thought the whole experience was fantastic. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And it's not in every trip because it is expensive, but like definitely like I'd love to bring dad. Like that would be, that would be like a great experience to do. So I was, I was just, I was really excited about it. And I think it 100% lived up to its, its name. Like it's wild. It's crazy. You're, you quite literally are. <laughs> Wrecking through the back roads of Animal Kingdom, like through these trails and like mm -hmm. literally off the beaten track. And that was cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I find it like I did it a long time ago in 2009 or 10 when they first introduced it. And we got an introductory price of like 120. It's somewhere around 200 now per person, maybe a little bit more, depending on the time of year. I think it's going to be more expensive in, say, spring break than it would be in you know, September. Um, but expect to spend. 180 to 200 per person on it. Don't think you're going to walk out of there for hundred dollars each. Uh, but so it is pricey, but it's about three to four hour experience. And it's safety is one of the things I noticed about the cast members, which by the way, the cast members were fantastic. Logan they were was so awesome. good. Logan. And was it Daniel was the other guy. Daniel, um, Aaron, we, both yep. Yeah, we had two guard. We had a couple of main guys that was the whole time. They were taking pictures as well. We had a couple of people that kind of came in and out, depending on where we were on the trek. Um, and they were just wonderful. They were telling stories. They were very lively. They learned everybody's names right off the bat. Um, you have, you have your little name tag and stuff, but they learned your names because we had to take our name tags off on certain things because there's a risk of all you know them falling off. And they remembered everybody's names, which was which was a ton of fun. Um, that they could do that. Um, but safety first on all of this. Like, there's no part of this where I felt like they were cutting a corner to the point where I don't want to say it was over the top because that sounds like it was 
like I didn't like it, but it was some of like, is this really necessary? But okay, cool. We're, we're doing this. I mean, like yeah. stepping behind a certain line. Okay. You make sure you un- unbuckle this first before we do anything else. Or, you know, give me that. I know you'll have a, you have a, a khaki shorts, you know, cargo shorts button pocket to put that in. Give it to me instead, just in case Um, your phone has a strap on it. Like they gave a little strap for everybody's phones and stuff, which I still have on my phone. Oh, um, <laughs> the first time I did it, you couldn't take your phone, which, you know, I think I had a, fl- I may have had a flip phone at the time. I have no idea. Um, But, now they were like, you take it, but they help, you have to strap it around your wrist. You have to secure it to your body at some point in some time, um, you know, as you're going to, because they want to, don't want to run the risk. Number one, of you getting hurt or falling or doing anything bad. Number two, of anything falling into the enclosures where an animal could get to it. Um, and so safety was just number one key. Whenever we did the rickety bridge, they would only let two people on the bridge at a time. Somebody would come maybe three fourths of the way before the next person would start. And, you know, you had to stop and start and stop. It was I was highly impressed with the safety, uh, which is understandable. It's Disney, but highly impressed with how they did it. And for me, I'm a picky eater. The lunch was good. It wasn't, I didn't think it was great because I don't like hummus and there are certain things like the fruit cup had a lot of melanin and stuff, but there were certain things I wasn't sure that I knew what I was eating, but it was delicious. And I'm like, I'm eating this anyway. It's really good. The chicken wrap was delicious. The shrimp was really good. Um, You know, just know going into it, if you're like, yeah, I like burgers and chicken fingers only. You're going to have an issue with lunch. You may want to make other arrangements and see if they'll bring you, you know, they'll keep your lunch for you. Um, there's a locker at the very beginning where you put everything in your locker, except for maybe your phone, um, any car keys, any you know extra stuff you have, bags and stuff, they, the lockers that you put in there. Um, overall, I mean, it was a great experience and I really, really enjoyed. Uh, again, this is like the, the cruise. It's fun to do, but it's fun to do with people you want to be around and want to do it with. Because now again, we have, core memories and i keep going back to that but that's what disney's all about is making those memories and you can it's christmas you can buy a ton of stuff that for the kids and for the adults they're going to be like putting on a shelf or in a closet or something or you can give something like this and talk about it for a long long time um this is something that i would love to do again with it with a group of people i do with the same group my my wife would love to do it again um but i really had a good time with this trek so thank you kyla for you and alexa for putting this together and setting this up because i don't i never would have thought about doing this uh for this group so good job on that Fun. Thanks. So, so that's Wild <laughs> Africa Trek. Uh, let's talk about the third big event in our in our venture here. Now we talked about this on the YouTube show, Travel with the Stars. That's what it sounds like. Um, sounds like a, a like a lounge singer. Uh, Travel with the Stars on YouTube, which comes out about every week or so. And Kyla, I call it the Kyla Show because I feel like you're on every episode. But there is a <laughs> cast of characters, you know. Um, that talk about different travel things. And so we'll talk about Jollywood and I'm actually on that one in either an episode that's been posted or will be posted upon a star travel on YouTube. Go find it. Me. Um, but it probably so because Jen usually does them a week in advance and then puts them out when she's gone. Cause right now she's on a cruise. And so, yeah. um, Jollywood nights, this is a, uh, this is an event, brand new event that Hollywood Studios is going to put uh, was putting together for Christmas. This is um, not Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh, this is something a little bit different. And so it's more, I don't want to say it's adult-oriented. It feels like it's more geared towards adults. All the, a lot of the rides are open. A lot of the rides were walk-on, so kids can do the rides and stuff. But, of course, some of the appeal of it was, uh, and I'll run through some of these things. They had the Tip Top Lounge, which is, the Tip Top Lounge is what 
the Tower of Terror had. In the story, people were in the Tip Top Lounge. That's where they went to get their drinks and they're swerving on or whatever. And, um, you know, that's when the lightning hits the tower. That's the whole story. So they open up the Tip Top Lounge there in the courtyard uh, with the Brown Derby had their special menu as well. There was a, a commissary lane in front of the ABC commissary. They had like a La Fiesta festival thing with different, you know, food items and such. Um, Fix Our Place had Edna Mode and Frozone. They were over there meeting people. There were characters all over the place, uh, random characters like Santa Duffy and Santa Snitch, Snitch, Santa Stitch, uh, you know, Powerline Max and uh, Mary Poppins came out. They were rotating some characters through. Um, trying to think what else, uh, what else was there was on the agenda? There was, well, was the nighttime shows. Nighttime shows. Yes, right. The Muppet Show, which is the Muppet Variety Hour, hosted by Kermit and Piggy. And of course, we had the Nightmare Before Nightmare Before Christmas stage show, which was in the Frozen Theater, the Hyperion Theater. And the problem was, I don't say problem. The big thing was the first night was kind of a tire fire. It was just awful. I mean, everybody was talking about how bad it was. The lines were terrible. It was chaotic. People were not getting anything done. Even the cookie that was supposed to be there was like an hour long wait to buy a cookie, which people said wasn't that good at the time. And so we had... We had tickets for the second night. Uh, Basically, the entire group, for the most part, was going. Everybody was going to this thing. Sold out party. And so we were cautiously optimistic because over the week between the first one and the second one, Disney had reached out to a lot of people. I had heard a lot of people say that Disney called them about their event, about their tickets, about saying, hey, what did you like? What didn't you like? Finding out what to do. And I love the fact that Disney was like, we screwed this up. Without saying we screwed it up, we kind of screwed it up. Let's fix it. And what were your impressions, Kyla, on Jollywood Nights? I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. And I definitely want to go back next year for it. Because I I think because Disney made the effort to, you know, smooth things over between the first party and the second party that we were at, it just made it that much better. Like, I felt like nobody was there. You know, like when we were over at Baseline or getting our pictures with Mary Poppins or at the Latin Fiesta on Commissary Lane, there was nobody over there. It was crazy. And, you know, like some parts were a little bit more congested because I think people wanted to be at the Tip Top Club. Like they wanted to see the Muppet Show. Fairfax is there. Or there was drinks next door or whatever. So that's like a little bit more congested. But generally speaking, I felt like it was an empty park with everybody dressed up. Is like great holiday decorations and music playing. It was snowing. Like you have the projections on on Tower of Terror. You have, you know, the Tip Top Club. You have the Brown Derby. Everybody has like Christmas, you know, old vintage Christmas songs playing and the food and drink were there. Like I I thought it was a great night. Like it was one of my favorite, like kind of, you know, party slash after hours events that Mm -hmm. I've been to at Disney. It might be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. I think it was a really, really good event, and I think it has the potential to be a very great event. And I'm hoping by next year, maybe even then this year, they'll add a few more things in. Um, I think they addressed one of the big problems, which was the lines. And what I'd heard from people, not that the events themselves, the things going on were bad. It was just getting to them were bad. The people were spending an hour and a half of Brown Derby trying to get food. The lines to, to get in or to get your wristbands were like an hour long, the cookie line or whatever. And Disney addressed all of that because when we got there, the line was backed up. It was a long line when we all arrived. You, myself, yourself, oh, yeah, uh, really. Agent John Eric, and who Alexa was with us and whatever. And I'm like, oh gosh, this here we go. There's the line. We're just, it's starting. Great. It moved super fast. They had a lot of cast members out there with um, with iPads. They were scanning bands. 
to the point where we got to, I got to the front of the line before I got in and she ran out of lanyards, which you got this really big, obnoxious lanyard, which I don't really know why you had the lanyard with a big, it was a big tag on it, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was, it's not like the, the thing had like a schedule in the back of it or something or a QR code. It was just like big, big thing. It was whatever. That's it. Oh, was it? Okay. I feel like they also had the paper, the paper schedule. I appreciate more like yourself, like paper schedule. I like paper. Right. Yeah. Constantly looking at phone for it but she ran out of out of as i got up there and i'm like okay we gotta wait and she turned around and she was pointing at a cast member she's like come on bring me some bands come on let's go and the cast member ran like literally ran out of the door with a big clump of lanyards shoving them to her real quick and running back and so they were moving they were like let's get this line going which i really appreciated that line i thought would last probably 30 minutes lasted five we were yeah. in. um we got to the tip top club which again long line previously now granted we got there early to, before the party started and so we were close to the tip top club when the party started when they started letting people in if you'd gone to this later on, I think it would have been a much longer line, but they had two bars set up. They were serving drinks pretty fast. They had alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. I'm not much of a drinker, but I had a, was it sunrise, oh, twilight, yeah. sunrise, whatever the purple one. It was so good. I would, I could have had four of those. It was so good. <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't because I don't want to be a buzz at Disney. Um, I'm sure that you would enjoy watching David Allen be buzzed at Disney, but you know, um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was really, really good. It, there was a band playing. Now, granted, I feel like kids would have been bored in this atmosphere. My kid would just be like, "What the heck? I'm just standing here, not doing anything." Because the band is playing, people are dancing, people are laughing, drinking drinks, having a good time. There's nothing for kids to do at the Tip Top Club. Tower of Terror is right there, however, so we all rode that together. So that's fun. Um, the the Round Derby we did not go to, but I've heard that I, I did hear that they kind of shortened the menu up a little bit. They made it easier to get into uh, Commissary Lane, as you mentioned. I'm disappointed about Brown Derby though, because the way they sold it initially was that you're going to like walk in, mm-hmm. have like some small bites and a drink. Like there's a pianist playing. Now there's two pianists playing and I feel like right. they added decorations, but it is a sit down meal and yeah. you join like the queue at eight fifteen. What we should say is that the party starts at eight thirty and ends at twelve thirty. Get in as early as seven. You can't do anything until eight thirty though. So, you know, you can join this queue but it is a sit down meal. So when the party's only four hours anyway, I don't want to spend right. an hour of that sitting down and eating, but the menu looks so good. I was hoping it would be something like a, an Oga's version of Brown Derby or a Brown Derby version of Oga's go in, have some tables, stand at your table, sit at your table, whatever. And they give you like 30 minutes. Like you got 30 minutes and you got to hustle out of here because we got, more that would be great. In. You know, yeah. let give a time limit, just simple order of simple, small bites, things like that, you know, or pay one price and you get, you know, your choice of, three or four appetizers or whatever, something easy, um, but you can enjoy the Brown Derby. So you're right. I, I, I was kind of hoping to see some of that too, but um, so there is that. Uh, Commissary Lane, as you mentioned, they had the Fiesta thing going on. There was a Fiesta band and nobody was there. Everybody kind of concentrated towards the front of the park on sunset between Brown Derby and, and Tower, which is where a lot of things were going on. Um, but yeah, there was nobody there. People were walking into Commissary, getting food immediately, setting down. Uh, we had some desserts and drinks and stuff oh. that were delicious. That was so good. I got the yuca fries with like that spicy aioli. And then mm-hmm. it was the Mexican hot cocoa cheesecake. Remember? Yes, and like, that was so was chocolate. <laughs> it was so good. And like we sat there and listened, like the woman was singing mm-hmm. um, like Latin Christmas songs. Right. And then they had like a gentleman playing guitar and they had like a band. And like, I feel like, you know, I said this on YouTube too. I feel like they could like spruce that lane up a little bit more like mm-hmm. Latin style to go along with the whole theme of that area. 
but I thought they were great and I felt bad there was nobody else over there listening to them. Like, well, I kind of think that area too, like this makes me wish that they would put up some sort of Osborne lights type setup. They wouldn't have to do a full production, but they could totally cover that whole lane in lights because it's set up for it. It's one big alley, big one big walkway with it. You, know, you could do the arches, the lights, and just make it in, you know a couple times a night. Just do the light show there at commissary. I think that would be amazing. Um, so we went to see you, you. Of course, we went to Baseline for just for a minute. You guys enjoyed drinks at Baseline. Nobody there, by the way, which. Baseline's a pretty popular place. And to have nobody there was a pretty big deal. Um, I mean, I just walked in. I thought it, I, I didn't even know if it was open or yeah. closed. It was quite literally just the two bartenders. <laughs> I mean, you walked in with your credit card. You looked at the menu and you were like, yes, please. Yes. Oh, I'll you. take it. <laughs> so yeah. just keep we bringing them until I, until my head's on the table. Then, uh, you know, bring them every 20 minutes. Um, I went to go see the Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along. Now, this is at the Hyperion Theater, which is where the Frozen show usually is. And I was expecting... Going into this, I kind of knew what it was when they first announced it. I really was expecting something like Frozen, maybe having one or two people on stage, but you had like a sing along screen where you had the songs and little, maybe a little ball dropping across the words. And you know, this is Halloween, this is how whatever. Walked in and it starts off with you have two people um, opening gifts and stuff. And every time they open a gift, a new song would start. And I don't know how this reads into the story. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but they bring out Jack Skellington as a 15-foot live-action puppet. When he walked out, the audience went, <gasps> I mean, the whole audience gasped. It was a full theater and loud, audible, like, <gasps> just how cool it was. Now, obviously, the magic behind it, you can see somebody working the puppet back there, but you could, you had to really squint to see it, all dressed in black. The whole screen was, like, black lit. And he walks out, and Jack's talking. His mouth is moving. He's talking. And it's just the, the whole, the arms are moving, the legs are moving. And it was just... It was an incredible piece of puppetry. I was so impressed with that. Even if I had hated this movie, I'd be like, that's cool. That's so cool. Um, they do some of the screen work with uh, they have some of the characters singing some of the songs. The Sally song is on there with, you know, Sally and on the screen with the words and everything. Of course, the people are singing along. Oogie Boogie actually comes as a physical character dancing with the characters that are on stage doing his Oogie Boogie song. It was a cool show. It was a really cool show, really well lit, really well done. Um, it's one of those things that people, I think, avoided it if they didn't know much about uh, Nightmare. Um, sorry, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. The Nightmare Before Christmas. People would avoid that. And I would say go see the show. Go go stick out in the very, very back in the back corner. See some of it. You know, catch the first 10, five minutes of it or whatever. See Jack and then bail if you want to. But it's worth a watch. It really is a re real cool show. Uh, so we got to ride Tower of Terror as a group, and that was always fun because it was like our entire group was on one side of the elevator, and there was like two people on the other side. So we actually got to take the picture and just cut the cut those two people out. And like, look, there's our group. We were. Um, we were. Sure. <laughs> it was it, we were the picture we were the picture uh and then of course at the end of the night we got the muppet variety show which i don't know the name of the show off the top of my head but kermit and piggy hosted oh. a variety show with mickey and minnie Belle and her enchanted christmas costume tiana came out did a whole number it was like a vintage like old school 50 60 70 kind of swing kind of show it was awesome yeah. it was so so good and just seeing kermit and piggy on stage just like it wasn't like they were off in a corner in a balcony, like they were on stage behind behind some presents and stuff, obviously, because puppetry. Um, but it was it was really cool. I was very impressed with that show. I thought it was a great show. I thought the singing was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like the host and the hostess, I thought they were excellent. And the yeah. band was amazing. Like they did such a great job finding entertainment for this, like from the jazz singer and her band at Tip Top Club to the Latin. And Fiesta to the Muppet Show, like yep. it was, it was great. 
entertainment. Like the thing was just like crazy. It was great. Like, and we, then it snowed did, at the end. Oh, yeah, we did walk. Oh, that was really cool. Like the snope, as they say, the snow soap. No, um, it was snoping. <laughs> uh, we did get our gritty cookie. A two-minute wait, we walked right up and got it. I thought it was a really good cookie. We, of course, being obnoxious Instagrammers, holding the cookie up, getting pictures with uh, selfies with cookies. Only at Disney do you get selfies with cookies and expect to do something with it. Um, so that, no less, with like a Santa hat on. Yes, I know. That was really fun. I, I do kind of wish that was a gift with purchase. Like you purchase your ticket, you get a gritty cookie. Um, and so, and we, I mean, there's a whole kind of conversation to be had about whether, you know, they should be doing this. If you, that's on the YouTube show. We'll talk about that on YouTube show. <laughs> um, go catch that. But, uh, but yeah, it was a good event overall. I was very happy with the event. I really feel like Disney in a very short amount of time turned that thing around like that. Uh, there probably were meetings. There probably were people in boardrooms going, we need to solve this like right now because we're getting killed in the press. A hundred percent. Like I was so pleasantly surprised at the difference in hearing the reviews from the first party and then being there. And like, I was like waiting for lines and yeah. there never was. I mean, our popovers line, like we waited, what, like five minutes. I right. had a couple throughout the night, waited five minutes, mm -hmm. not even. I mean, commissary, I walked right in and up. Like you said, baseline, no line. Tip top, I think was like the biggest problem for at least the bar the first night. And the mm -hmm. second night, you know, you came down two lines, ordered your drinks, come up the middle. Like it was right. perfect. Like right. that went now, so well. Again, with Tip Top, if you go later in the evening, you probably will have a longer wait. We got there early. The longest wait I think that I experienced, and I think all of us can say this too, was for the Muppet Variety Show. And it was about a 20 minute wait, but we got there early in the front of the line so we can get a good seat. We were right. probably five or six rows back. It was a perfect seat for this show. Um, so you know, had you come in, waited five minutes, you could have come in the very back and you know you're going to wait longer for a better seat, which is what we did. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Now the characters were there. The characters they had advertised were Powerline Max and, um, Oh, Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and, Fer Phineas and Ferb. And there was one or two other characters they advertised. I think the lines for those were so ridiculously long. They, they brought in new characters as well to incorporate. I know Poppins and Penguin were there. We caught Jiminy Cricket, which was a great moment because you're not a fan of characters necessarily. You're not like, I have to meet characters. So when Jiminy Cricket came out, I told Jiminy that my friend Kyla needs a hug. And I'm like pushing you out there. And of course you got your hug from Jiminy, which made a wonderful picture, by the way. That is like, like my, I met with my friend Molly today and she's like, you need to frame that. And I'm like, it is quite the moment that the photographer caught where I'm like, just like hugging him and smiling and everybody's mm -hmm. like around and laughing. And of I mean, course, like, we, we had to get our picture with him. Like yes. he's saying upon a star, like right. that was, I mean, so I, like, I get that we had to generally, no, I am not a character yeah. person. And when they're like live, live people like Mary mm -hmm. Poppins, me, like Jen and I went to go see Mary Poppins and the penguin. And I'm like, this is so awkward. Like, I don't know what to say to them. I don't know how to have a conversation. <laughs> like, what's the penguin's name, Mary? And she's like, it's Mr. Penguin. I'm like, okay. No, <laughs> I don't know how to interact with them at all. It's, it's so uncomfortable for me. Like, so that's why I'm always like in the back of the character photos. Like, hey, I'm over here. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say that I made that Jiminy moment happen for you, but no, kind of. You You're welcome. Yeah, you kind of did that push. You're welcome. I mean, I physically, I had to physically assault you to get you over there. Get over there. And so, you know, Jiminy, hug her. Um, they also brought out uh, Santa. As I mentioned, Santa Stitch, Stitch was there. Um, Snow White and Dopey were had come out as well. Uh, and these aren't really like 
go to go meet Snow White over here and go meet Jiminy over there. It's just the areas they just had random characters come out. And I think Jiminy went away. And I want to say that uh, maybe Duffy came out. And so random characters are coming oh, yeah. out through the night, which is really cool. And who knows who they're going to add? I think this is a great potential to bring out rare characters. Um, and there's nothing to say they can't just bring out a ton of characters, you know, as we get closer to Christmas, as more people are going to this. So overall, Jollywood was fantastic. I had a good time with it. The price tag, again, it's about 180 or so. Um, so you have it's one of those things where I'm not going to tell you to mortgage the house to go to this party. If you have the money to spend on it, I would encourage it to to consider. Yeah, I would encourage you to consider going to this party. Uh, it's not like make or break for your vacation, but it was. I thought it was a good party. I, I really did. And I'm looking forward to possibly going next year when we all go back uh, in early December to finally see the Christmas stuff, um, which is a whole other conversation. Uh, real quick <laughs> as we end up here. Uh, food. We ate several different places. We ate at you and I went to Trader Sam's the first night, yeah. um, which was a lot of fun. Um, you know, you kind of have to work your way in there because it's limited seating and they have specialty drinks. If you want to pay a lot of money for a drink, you can get special like the cast members to do certain things. And it's one of those kind of places where I feel like every cast member in there wants to be there and is having a great time working, you know. I'm just thinking, like, I ordered the zombie drink, and he comes up serving it to me with, like, the googly zombie <laughs> act, and he's, like, limping and, like, acting like a zombie, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, I didn't even know they did that. But what we should say is that it's also at the Polynesian Resort, and it's just yes. a door yep. hallway. It yep. opens at 4 o'clock, so if you're not there at 3, you're not going to get in until 5 or 6 anyway. It's usually a two-hour wait, but mm -hmm. you put our names in at what, like, 11 about probably. 45 minutes early you were on your way you had just come into town you dropped your bags and you were like i gotta go meet my friend david and so uh yeah. you know and so you're like i gotta i gotta experience some disney i'm tired of traveling um so yeah you were on the way and i got a name in and we got in very shortly after i think we you know took pictures of the polynesian and then went right on in so yeah get your don't expect to walk right in get your name on the list give yourself an hour or so don't go far because once they call you back you have 15 minutes to return so if you're like hey i'm gonna put my name in we're gonna go right space mountain no if they're going to call you, you'll be coming off Space Mountain. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to get it. So just just a word there. Uh, Alien Compass, we did eat there. That's at the um, the yacht. It was a yacht club. Um, the food was good. Disney, the service was okay. Uh, we had a large group. There were like 15 of us or whatever. Uh, so there is some of that. The service was just was just okay. Um, you know, not everything can be winners. It's it's fine. Nomad Lounge, we ate Animal Kingdom. Uh, always good drinks. Always a good place to go. Uh, I enjoy going That's there. That's always fun. Like you know, sitting Side, watching the little like boats with the characters go by the flotillas right when i'm not hanging out with my family it's always fun to go to nomad lounge so so that's Love. fun um we had uh we had dinner at the edison which is the disney springs which is always a good time and edison is one of those it's almost like a steampunk kind of vibe um you that's kind of exactly how i describe it yeah, the, the candied bacon is the big famous appetizer there, and they have these bacon hanging off a little clothesline strip they, they bring to you. It's good. It's pretty good. I had a burger, which was huge. Uh, so Edison, I thought, was great. The They have the um, the, the shot fairy. Is that who it was? Raina. Uh, Raina. Yes. Now, she walks around. She offers two different kinds of shots and a non-alcoholic shot as well to people. Uh, I had the, the $5 non-alcoholic, and you know you can do whatever you want. You can cheers or just try them. And one, like, one's glowing green and one's glowing Going red, she's, blue. She's great. She's literally yeah. dressed as a Christmas fairy. She was like, fun. And everything. Fun. Like, Making bank, um, by the way, because she's walking around selling these shots for 10 bucks a pop. <laughs> he made like 400 bucks at our table. I mean, just at our table alone. So, so that was that was she's, a little nuts. She's great. And she's yeah. yeah. And that's um, so fun. I love Disney Springs. 
Yes. Wait, can I just talk about my meal there because it's my favorite and I get yes, it. Yes, please do. Please. It's please. so, so good. Mm -hmm. It's the organic, and I'm not just calling it that. That's literally what it says on the menu. Organic tomato soup and grilled cheese. And the grilled cheese has like three cheeses in it. And it's like literally a whole loaf of bread. And it's mm -hmm. so delicious and like the best meal there. That's I don't That's like I don't like tomato <laughs> soup. The grilled Yay. cheese, however, is good because I had basically taken a bite or taken a piece of like five different people's five people's different grilled cheeses and stuff. And like everybody's like, you want to buy this? Sure. Want to buy this? Sure. I'll take a bite. I mean, just so that's really good for me is being able to you know nibble. Um, and so because I think you offered me some of yours too because you're like, I can't finish this. I'm like, I can't. I cannot great. finish it. Yeah. It's like the size of my computer. Like it's, it's a huge much. grilled cheese sandwich. I mean, <laughs> for the price you're gonna pay for it, it needs to be. But it was a huge grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, I had the calamari though. The calamari is really good. Uh, yeah. I am a big fan of calamari, and you know, ordered it and I had some little sauce there on the side, which was delicious. I'm not a spice fan, but the sauce was not spicy at all. And so if I can eat it, anybody can eat it. I feel like. A four-year-old has better spice control than I do. I'm like, I just, I can't yeah. do it. Um, yeah. You know, I can smell spice coming. I'm like, that's going to be spicy. I can smell it. Uh, so Edison was good. Jo Trader Saint, I'm not sorry. Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, always decorated for Christmas right after that. Uh, just that group kind of went. Um, we, You and I have actually been to this place more than I think I've been with oh. anybody else like that I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Agreed. I have been there more with you than anyone else. And I have been there at Christmas time more and with you than anybody else. <laughs> Which the good thing was everybody was in a group and it was the end of the night. We were all really tired and everything was just kind of we were just kind of sitting around, you know, enjoying our drinks, enjoying chatter and such. Um, the, the downside was if you have a smaller group or have a table, you're more inclined to get things like the cookies and milk and things because you can kind of share them amongst because we'd have a table versus just a big circle sitting out on the patio there. Uh, so I did miss getting the, the eggnog and the, and the cookies and the milk and stuff. That was really good. So next time, uh, even if we go as a big group, you and I and whoever, Alexa, whoever will stay behind. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We're going to hang out here for just another minute. Bring me some cookies and milk. Bring it over. So we'll do that. Uh, ate at Boma for breakfast uh, as everybody departed on Sunday morning. Um, good. Good food is. Boma's a good breakfast. It's your standard Disney breakfast. They have African treats as well and African kind of style food and such. For the price, I'm like with buffets, I'm getting to the point now where I can't eat four plates of food anymore to make it worth for a buffet. So if I'm not seeing characters, I'm like, I don't know that I want to pay $45 for like a plate and a half of food. So while the food was good, I don't know that I would do it again because it was pricey for me for like what I had. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like there's always so much chatter about Boma. Mm -hmm. And to me, like buffets are great, but same. I don't eat $40 of buffet food in, right. in a sitting usually. And breakfast is like, you know, like we already talked about. I eat a banana right. and a cup of tea. Like I am not huge into a big big breakfast platter but um i don't know it's just it's just like good to me i like i wouldn't i wouldn't go to animal kingdom watch to eat at boma if i wasn't staying there already right like it's easy enough because you're staying there but yeah i mean we didn't get a chance to go to sanaa but that's my favorite there it's so good yeah uh well I, honestly next year if we all said animal kingdom lodge again which i don't know that, don't know that we will um but if we did i would suggest doing mara which is the counter service for the group and that way everybody can just go and spend 15 bucks on their food versus 45 again the food was good i don't want to say the food was not good it was good but if you're a buffet if you're not a buffet person i used to be i'm not anymore as much because i just don't need to eat that much because it, it hurts me um at my age <laughs> and so it just does i like walk around magic kingdom going i have like seven baking waffles um i would rather go somewhere where i pay one price for a prefix menu where i get my choice of entree and then my choice of this that, and the other anyway good food blah 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 uh final thing we ate in italy we ate the counter service there we had some pizza i'd never had the pizza there 
I've never purchased it and I still haven't purchased it because I ate some of yours and ate some of Meredith's. Which um, is fine because it was like the yeah. size of my head. Yes. Very size. thick pizza. You can go up there and get, if you don't want to go to Vianopoly because it's the counter is located right there by Vianopoly. If you don't want to go, you can't go into the restaurant itself to sit down to have a big meal. Uh, go get a slice of pizza there. It's it's big square pizza. It's very thick, very cheesy. I'm glad I didn't have a whole oh, piece because okay. walking around Epcot, can you imagine walking around Epcot like in July eating that pizza? No. no. And then, no, oh. this was like perfect time of year. And yeah. you know what? It was like, I wasn't even going to go to a park on Sunday. And you guys were like, we have an annual pass. You have two hours. Like, just come to Epcot with us. And I was like, yeah, right? Like, why wouldn't I? And I, just, well, I was like, Kyla, drink. You were like, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> that hard iced tea from the China kiosk is so good. Um, with a little <laughs> bowl. Of course. Um, yeah, but it was like a beautiful day to take a walk. So we go to Epcot and then we end up having these like slices of pizza that Meredith led the way, by the way, yes. because she was like all about that. So we just like follow Meredith like doo, 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 halfway around the world. Jen's like, wait up, wait up. And it was so good. Like, and the fact that they have like the umbrellas there with the chairs, like it's just like such a great place to like mm-hmm. sit and eat and yes. enjoy the pavilion. Yeah, there was now the trip overall. There's so many little moments that we could talk about, you know, champagne here and drinks there. And we got to meet here, whatever. And the, the show could go on for another two hours and we won't. But but there's our kind of our wrap up review of a lot of places. A final thing I do want to mention, though, you and Alexa got to go at Haunted Mansion, which apparently it broke down. You guys were taking forever, you know, whatever. While <laughs> you were doing that, however, I got to experience something I've never experienced before. Uh, it is a and, and Imagineers when they did this is just remarkable. They set it up to where one time a year for about 15 minutes out of the entire year, there is a special hidden Mickey that appears in the queue of the Little Mermaid attraction. Um, it's the way the sun comes up. You have to have scientific degrees to figure out the angles of the sun, the way the sunlight comes in, appears on the wall for 15 minutes, and then it's done. I'm like, we're here. This is the 18th. I've got to see this. I don't care if I don't see the rest of you guys the rest of this trip. I'm going to see this stupid hit Mickey. And so it's I, you guys went to birthday. Is it always exactly. it was Mickey's birthday. birthday? November 18th. Yeah. That's the way it's set up. That's the way it's scheduled uh, around around noonish, noon, 15 ish, something like that uh, every year. And if it's cloudy or if it's raining, you don't see it. It's just, it's not there. Um, and so I went, they actually had a special line for people because cast members now know. And I don't know that. I don't think they announced this when it happened. I think when the ride opened, people were like, What's today? The 18th? Mickey's birthday. Oh, look at that. And I think it just kind of became something over the last three or four years. Cast members now know because I walked up and I was like, can you tell you're looking for the Mickey? Yeah. Um, and show me where the line you go through the line and they have a special line off to the side. Very well done. Josh, if you're listening to this, commend your cast members on the 18th of November because you had several people stationed around. It could have been a total chaos wreck of a scene uh because there's so many people wanting to see this and basically they hustled people through there you walk through that area take your pictures and the cast member was like all right guys take a picture and let's go thank you and they were nice about it but it was like get your pictures and go get your pictures and go because you had a lot of people waiting to see it and there's a window of 10 to 12 15 minutes that's it and we threw the back of that line there's no guarantee you're going to see this at all so we were there meredith was there of course she was there. Um, and also our, our agent, Melissa, was there, too. So we all got to be there, and we all got to go together and get pictures and stuff. He'd walk up. I was there probably 12, 15 seconds, had my camera ready, had my, had my filters ready to go. 
pick like five or six pictures. A lot of people, as you walk through, they were off to the side getting pictures of it as well. Um, I was it was really cool to see that moment. I mean, it's it's not that impressive of Mickey, it's just like the the shape. <laughs> and you've got like a hidden mini there as well with some jewel colors or whatever the way the sun comes through the, the scenery. Um, but it's just it's a cool thing to be there for. It's it's a nice thing to be there for. And I don't know then when I'll when I'll be there again because if we do all this again next year, we're talking about early December, so we can be there for the Christmas stuff. Because a lot of the Christmas stuff wasn't out yet. Uh, Gingerbread House was a lot of the the gingerbread and chocolate things were, but like Animal Kingdom Lodge, their tree was going up the day after we left. Like Good job, Kyla. I know we just missed it, but I feel like if we go like early December, yes. the trees are up, all the decorations are up. Festival of holidays, that's a whole other show. Like yep. you know, all yep. these things are going on. Plus chocolate. Yep. So it'll be fun. We'll be able to do that hopefully next year. And my kid, happy birthday to my son, Campbell, who turns 12 uh, the day after you guys hear this. Uh, on December 1st, he turns 12 years old. He's going to be at Disney World. He's actually at Disney World now with his mom and his grandmother, uh, a trip that I was going to go on. But my beloved wife was like, well, you just went with your whole team. So you're not going to go on this one. So the good news is I've got seven days around the house by myself. This is day number two, and I'm already working on cleaning the house up. I got to decorate for Christmas, clean out the garage, retool my office, and see a lot of movies. So that's what I'm doing. And podcasting, of course, because that's what happens. So, Kyla, anything else you want to throw in real quick on the, about the trip itself that we need to know? I think it was a fantastic time. I think, it was a fantastic time. Yeah. I think um I think everybody had a great time. I think we picked, if I do say so myself, like like good excursions to go on. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it just like, you know, kind of leads the way for the trip next year. Like, this is what we like. This is what we want to do different. This is what we want to do new. This is what we want to do again. And that was great. I had so much fun. Consider yourself lucky out there if you have a group of friends, a group of people that you like so much that you're willing to do all these things with, including go on a monsoon cruise with. Um, aside from my own wife and kid, there's nobody else I would rather have experienced this trip with than our dear Alexa and Jen, Brady and whatever. And Kyla. And so <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, Kyla, where can we find you online and your wonderful Instagram, which I follow daily and basically heart and like everything you put up because I'm. As, as the Moana mom, a quasi producer Heather says, I'm a Kyla groupie. It is what it is. So I make no bones about it. Where can we find you? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It is Disney Geek 27 on Instagram and Facebook. It is my name, Kyla Melberg dash travel agent at Upon Star Travel. Those are my Very two cool. things because I can't handle any more social media. <laughs> Very cool. Find <laughs> me on Instagram at the Magic on a Dollar. Find me on Disney, uh, on Facebook at Disney on a Dollar and uh, Magic on a Dollar as well. I got two platforms. How I ended up with three platforms, I have no idea, but here we are. Uh, so, of course, you can find Upon a Star Travel in all the places, TikTok and Instagram and all the places like that, and find the show, the MSE Podcast, uh, mostly on Instagram. We do a little bit on Facebook, a little bit here and there, but uh, find me, find us also at the MSE Podcast.com. That's the website, all the show notes are all, all the stuff there. Uh, Kyla, shout out real quick to the um you shouted out a business a little earlier about something we did on the on on the trip and was kind of blocked out so give that shout out again oh packed party that's where i ordered the snowman suppers which by the yes. way the entire bottle of wine <laughs> yes i watched that happen in action so very oh, i bought those for the girls on the cruise i bought the snowman mm-hmm. sipper for each girl going on the mm-hmm. cruise sorry to the guys but i didn't think you were going to be sipping out of snowman right. sippers ultimately brady did but that's fine yes. so uh yeah packed party is this women-owned small business and they have the cutest 
like, I don't know, I would call them essentials, but I consider a snowman sipper essential for the holidays. So they have all these essentials for like parties, holidays, everything. I had pumpkin pie sippers for Thanksgiving, like a little slice of pumpkin pie. It was like a little sipper. So they're great. Pack party. Look them up. Shout out to, and by the way, when Kyla says girls, she means other agents on the trip, not her girls, as she mentioned earlier with her oh, kids. Right. <laughs> Girl, just so we're clearing that up. Uh, also, shout out to Bluebird Gifting Company, owned by our wonderful friend Emily, uh, who does room decorations. She put a tree in you guys' room. Um, was, you know, she does yeah. gift baskets. She does all kinds of retrievals around the area. So contact her, Bluebird Gifting Company on uh, Bluebird, bluebird.gift.co, I believe, on Instagram. You can find it on the website. It's 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 easy to find. So definitely a shout out to her and a shout out to our good friend Melissa, who now has a co-host on the Food for Thought podcast. Okay. Um, and so she, the Food for Thought cast actually a uh, great show. Um, and Melissa is a great supporter of this show and other things that we do. So shout out to her as well. So that's it, Kyla. Thank you for joining us. This has been a good conversation. Thank you. This was so fun. Uh, Jen will be back next week, and so uh, we'll. Continue on through Christmas. Uh, I'm Dave, and that's Kyla. And until then, don't forget to thank your Phoenicians. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.